Dominic Lawton can be wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Bad Movie Cult podcast. My name is Dominic Lawton and with me... Brand new episode, brand new film for 2024, my co-host, Mr. Kenby Wild. Yes, everything's brand new except me. Welcome back. And me. <laughs> everything's new except the host, unfortunately. Yep, so your New Year's wishes never came true because it's still us. It's fitting for us that our first film review of the year is to celebrate Carl Weathers and Ken's picked an absolute beauty for us today. Of course I have, and of course it is to celebrate the Chief's birthday, which is the 14th of January. So happy birthday, Chief. He will be 76 years old. Bloody hell, he hasn't aged a day, that man. Can you imagine that? And the thing is, you you watch this film that we're going to discuss, and he does look exactly the same as he did in Rocky and uh, Predator, and they were five or so years apart themselves and this one's like 10 years after these and he still looks exactly the same he certainly does and the film we're covering today ladies and gentlemen is the 1997 john Casser film shadow warriors assault on devil's island yeah no fear no rules no equal meet the masters so what's it gonna be, huh? We have a team here or what? Let's move. An ex-Navy SEAL whose temper is dynamite. Follow me. An undercover expert who's always dressed to kill. Nothing to it but to do it. A demolition ace who's got a talent for destruction. This is a covert operation. We are being held hostage. Devil's Island is a fortress. The only way in is underwater. The team's dead. When the government has a job they can't handle. This calls for decisive action. They call the experts. I need your help. I am not going back into that jungle. Sure you are. No, I'm not. You know you are. You always do. We're not landing until I see the hostages. Can you see her? Siphon sound. Men die in our business. That's our business. The time is right now. You won't see them. You won't hear them. But when innocent lives are at stake, she will die a slow death. And terrorists are in control. Go! Somebody's gotta take charge. Move! Terry Hulk Hogan, Shannon Tweed, Carl Weathers. Fighting for everyone who can't fight back. Duck. Assault on Devil's Island. I've got a plot for you, Ken. Hit me with it, man. Hulk Hogan leads an elite Navy SEALs team chosen for an audacious mission to rescue a group of nationals being held captive by a drug lord's soldiers who want their leader released. I'm sorry, hang on a minute. Did you say Hulk Hogan? When it comes to 
I did indeed. I've got the cast for you here, Ken. Listen to this. See, if it wasn't enough that we're doing this for the Chief, we've got Hulk Hogan in it. You are so spoiled, and it's this early in the year. Hulk Hogan is um, billed as Terry Hulk Hogan. Of course he is. (laughs) He plays Mike McBride. He does, yeah. But in my notes, I have simply referred to him as Hulk Hogan. (laughs) I have also same. Um, You have Carl Weathers, the main man. There he is. He plays Roy Brown. Yeah, that's an awful name for him, isn't it? It is. It should have been Carl Weathers. Yeah, well, I've called him Carl Weathers in my notes, of course. Me too. I've either put Chief, Captain, or or Carl Weathers. We've got Shannon Tweed, who plays Hunter Wiley. She was Shannon Tweed. Playmate of the Year, 1982, and is best known as uh, being married to Gene Simmons, I guess. Well, no, she's not. Not to me. She's best known as having massive tits and being in several softcore pornography films. Uh, we've also got Billy Drago. Billy Drago, welcome back. We've got Billy Blanks. Billy Blanks, welcome back. He plays the Cregan. <laughs> this is pretty much a reunion episode for us, isn't it? And of course, we've also is. got Martin Cove. <laughs> It's Captain Crease. He's referred in my notes as Captain Crease through the whole thing. Yeah, if you if you sense they crease, you're right. He's in it. Look at that. Cove, Blanks, Drago, Hogan and Weathers. To be honest, the only the only newcomer in this is Shannon Tweed. And that's that's weird. But there she is. She's joined us. The executive producers of this film, Ken, were Hulk Hogan himself. Yeah. And Eric Bischoff. WCW, they were advertising the fuck out of this film. Hogan in his full NWO attire with posters and all that sort of shit. Tune in and watch it. And because of that, because this was a TV movie, this got like a great, this is right in the middle of like NWO being amazing. And this got like a really great TV rating because everyone just wanted to watch everything Hogan was in at that point. An assault on Devil's Island will etch my name in Hollywood Boulevard forever and a day, brother. Oh, and wait a minute, I've got a tagline. Oh, oh yeah, go on, let's do them. There's just the one. Or that. <laughs> Pray they're on your side, brother. Should we get into this fucking thing then, or what? Let's crack on. Let's Happy crack birthday, on. Carl. Happy birthday, Chief. Don't you dare call him just Carl. <laughs> you know what will happen it's alive it's alive it's alive my first note Ken is what the fuck am I watching here <laughs> I, my first note is uh, action movie bingo card what we've got is Hulk Hogan in a wig long long uh, wig uh, um, how dare you keep saying that about the luxuriant hair of Mr Hogan the hair of Hogan Hair's Hogan's hair a character all on his own. He's shirtless on a beach, slow-mo training. Yeah, night time. In the yeah, night time. Yeah. Lit by fire. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's all there. He's got a back tattoo. Of course he has. No mustache. Oh, it's always weird to me no, when he I he hasn't I know I don't like him without without the Hogan tash. Yeah, I'm with you on that. No, he just looks weird. I mean he's got he's got full on stubble, but it needs 
to be more so Tash. Yeah, it does. Like just him I with, who with he's trying to fool. We know it's him. So what's he doing? Yeah, so yeah, he's got this back tattoo, which is looks horrible. Hey, I've got the same tattoo, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, no mustache, long hair. Uh, and it's all the same shots just looped at different speeds, I think. Yeah, it, it's not overly impressive, is it? No, I was just like, what is this? And he's rolling around it goes a bit. on for ages as well, it does. doesn't it? It goes far too long. Nothing else is happening. It's not like it's a credit filler. There's, there's a, there are no credits. It's just it. That's it. Rolls around a bit, throwing knives into cardboard cutout men, fucking about with a staff. Yeah, spinning a staff slowly, throwing knives. I think it is actually a, it is a credits bit, isn't it? My mistake. I think it is. The credits are coming across at the time. Yeah, because we get the word art title thing, don't we? Enough for that anyway. And we head off. To a plane and a caption. There is. How dare, the... you, how dare you say enough of that when I have not yet mentioned the the cast the uh, credit saying special appearance. Oh Billy yeah, Billy Drago. As that doesn't say it. Oh, it just says it. Rubbish. Anyway, off to a plane and there's a caption. There are loads of captions in this film. Ken must have been in absolute hog heaven. Oh, I was high on the hog. I'm telling you. This says Operation Longbow. It does, yeah. Drug, interdiction, and fugitive recovery. Yeah, definitely remember that because it's fucking irrelevant. There's lots of stuff in this that's irrelevant that gets spoken about. Like the whole 45 minutes of the first half of the film, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with any of the film. <laughs> you watch the trailer, just, none of that's in it. Yeah. So you go into the plane, you've got sleeping soldiers, except for Hulk Hogan. He's in sleeveless camo and he's looking over the soldiers just disgusted that they're all asleep. <laughs> his hair's free though, isn't it? It's free and easy. <laughs> Cascading over his shoulders. Well, one of the sleeping soldiers is none other than Carl Weathers. We've got two guys there and uh, they immediately chat like any other brothers would by saying hello there little brother just yep. to inform us that they are brothers. Uh, which obviously not to be confused with Hulk Hogan, who says brother to everyone who isn't their brother. <laughs> so it's immediately confused the uh, the public. You've got a tightly wound Aussie who's just like, I don't know, on cocaine by the look of him. And then you've just got Captain Carl Weathers. Cool as you like. The Aussie looks like a kind of guy who'd be on like a beach throwing a frisbee around. Damn right he does. And I, I like some of his quotes as well, because he's just clearly just Aussie, isn't he? Very much so. He's just Australian. Yeah, he's, he's just classic Australian. Yeah, Hogan fucks off away from him, falls on a sleeping soldier called Fraker, who's the Aussie that Ken was talking about. He pulls a yeah. gun on Hogan instantly. It's just the way he's wired. And we obviously have to keep an eye out for this guy, I've written, because no one pulls a gun on Hogan except Hogan. Yeah, and even he doesn't know why he's doing it. Hogan responds by pulling a knife on him and telling him he's wound up too tight and he doesn't want anyone to snap at the wrong time. Yeah, Fraker is played by Trevor Goddard. Who's that? Just pointing that out. I just think it's worth mentioning. You've heard of everybody else. It's worth mentioning Trevor Goddard. Uh, yeah, he's um, he's actually English, so he wasn't Australian f- at all. Why the fuck's he doing an Australian accent then? What's <laughs> <laughs> the fucking I point? Know. I wouldn't cast him. Fucking hell. Carl Weathers meanwhile he's watching all this from a distance he says can't you go anywhere without making a racket yeah I've I've put there's a bit of shit banter to be honest there's quite a bit there's too much between Carl and Hogan for my liking yeah it's just a setup that they're friends without us having to see any flashbacks 
Hogan tells Carl that he should have been on the island last night. And Carl Weather says he doesn't want to watch Hogan meditating and jumping around like a twat, so he didn't want to. <laughs> he says, fair point, brother. <laughs> he says, that's your problem, Carl Weathers. No tradition. <laughs> he says, screw you, Hulk Hogan. He does. He says, I come from a long line of frogmen. <laughs> Which sounds hilarious to, to us. <laughs> Yeah, it would be even better if uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper suddenly turned up and says, never <laughs> fucking talk about those frogmen again. <laughs> and then just fucks off and then just jumps out of the plane. Hogan has a go at Carl Weathers for going out partying the night before rather than going to his island with him. He's a bit of a fucking Jobsworth at the minute, isn't he, Hogan? Yeah, I mean, he can do what he fucking wants, Carl Weathers. It's his birthday, for fuck's sake. No wonder he's out partying. Yeah, thinks he's better than Carl Weathers because he's rolling around on a beach in the middle of the night. Yeah, throwing stuff at stuff. <laughs> yes, exactly, throwing stuff at stuff. Yeah, that's what he was doing, isn't it? Yeah, starts talking about his dreams, doesn't he, Hogan? Trying to give us all the, uh, isn't he mystical? Has he got a bit of mystery about it? He's very Seagal-like, isn't he, in this, a little bit? A little bit, yeah. He, he does try and give us a little bit of that mysticism, but... You know, Hogan. he runs about as well as Seagal, to be honest. <laughs> Carl asks him what's wrong, and Hogan tells him he had a bad dream. <laughs> and he says, grow the fuck up. He says, Hulk Hogan, you're the only frogman I know who relies more on dreams and reconnaissance. Hogan corrects him, saying it's warrior mysticism. And Carl says it's a pygmy thing. And that's the second time in as many minutes that Hogan has mentioned the way of the warrior. And Carl Weathers has mentioned pygmies. Just found yeah, that odd. Very unusual. Unusual chat. And then they both go to sleep with each other. Yeah. <laughs> In each other's arms. <laughs> Which is lovely. Another caption. Jungle airstrip. San Domenico. And we see Billy fucking Drago. There he is. He's shoveling some icing sugar into Shannon Tweed's mouth. <laughs> We've all dreamed of that. This is just <laughs> another Hulk Hogan dream, I think. Oh, no, sorry, it's cocaine. <laughs> oh, right, okay, yeah. He no, says... Okay, so that's, that is a dream. Billy Drago says, Ken... Yeah, go on. This cocaine is just like you. White, bitter, and was transported here in my anus. <laughs> when you say just like you, you mean specifically me? Yes. It can be yes. wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that is how I get around. When I'm travelling to San Demonico, whoever the fuck we are. In Billy Drago's anus. Hitch a ride in Billy Drago's anus, yeah. First class. What he actually says is, this cocaine is just like you. It's the best. God's sake. That's probably more of a compliment. It's rubbish though, and it's a rubbish line. It's a rubbish line, but it just gives you the Billy Drago sleezing from the off. Because, um, you know, I mean, you'd probably maybe almost just try and be cool if you've got Shannon Tweed there, even if she is spouting an absolutely shit Russian accent. <laughs> you, you, would still be, you would still be trying to impress her rather than just giving her that kind of bollocks. But uh, no, he doesn't have to, because whatever he's saying, it's working. Yep, Shannon Tweed here. We're trying to set up the Coke deal. As I say, ridiculous Russian accent. Uh, they go back to Billy Drago's place for some negotiation. I put in quotation marks, which is just mm -hmm. Shannon Tweed stripping off whilst the percentage of how much she gets goes higher. Yeah. He reaches 100% once she gets her tits out. 
Tits Alarm from yep, Kenneth. Eight minutes in. Eight minutes in. Tits Alarm. I've written it. Woohoo! <laughs> Shannon Tweed's tits. Ladies and gentlemen, eight minutes. Back on the plane. We're loading up Carl Weathers. He's packing a minigun like a lunatic. Since we're not overly stealthy for the Navy SEALs. <laughs> yeah, and then we had a little bit of tarot. Yeah, I like. Did, did you like Hogan's line? That made me laugh. Oh yeah, it's all just bullshit, isn't it? Yeah. Someone picks the the seven of sword, the seven swords tarot card, and he's he turns really serious, like that's our team name with the seven swords, and it's like fucking hell, Hogan. Yeah, especially as Fraker just goes, "There's eight of us." <laughs> <laughs> totally fucks that up. Who's <laughs> ah? Shut up, shut up, Fraker. Yeah. Hogan just fucking stares at him. <laughs> He's like, hey, hey, Hogan. He's like, that's Hulk Hogan. He says, do you want to... <laughs> hey, Hogan's my brother. Do you, do you want to pick a tarot card? And he's like, you pick one for me. And they're like, that defeats the fucking point, but okay. And they pick one, and it's the death card. Of course it is. As always, if you're going to be tarot in a film, it's always death, isn't it? Yeah. Although death doesn't actually mean death. It means new beginnings or the end of a relationship or interest. And that's what. Um, of course, it doesn't. However, it's uh, it's just symbolic, isn't it? Fraker says in the background, <laughs> <laughs> reading his dictionary of tarot cards. Yeah, these glasses <laughs> on the end of his nose, <laughs> all in an Australian accent. Yeah. I tell you what, though, Hulk Hogan, <laughs> death doesn't even mean death. I tell you what, death does mean. It means like a change, or maybe a breakdown in a relationship between you and Chief Carl Weathers. <laughs> That's what he says. Uh, Hogan. Carl Weathers just gets the best line of just, oh, yeah, no, sorry. Hogan just say, that's for my enemies. Oh, God, and really serious as well. It's like, fuck's yeah. sake. He has a load of these kind of lines, uh, Hogan, in this film. The chief lightens up the mood with the best delivery of simply saying, party time. Yes. And they all tool up, ready to limp, jump out of a, a plane all together at once, like a big happy family. Yeah, this could have been taken straight from the Navy SEALs film with Charlie Sheen in it, this bit where they jump out the back of the plane. It probably is. It may be, yeah. I'll tell you what, though, they, they do it a hell of a lot better than Rambo did. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. And as they're plummeting down to the earth, we see Keanu Reeves, Patrick Swayze, fighting over a parachute. Yeah, they're wrestling with money flying everywhere. It's a great scene. Such a such a callback to previous episodes. It's amazing. Uh, they land in the in the water and they paddle. They get inflatable rubber dinghies, paddle to the shore. I like. Do you like their sort of little catchphrase that Hogan and Carl? Uh, I don't like it, but I have written it down. They say together, "Nothing to it but to do it," and high five. Yeah, hated that. Yeah, I didn't like it. They don't really high five. They kind of like just uh, forearm each other. Pardon the expression. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Right up to the forearm. <laughs> right up there. Right up there. <laughs> it's actually Carl Weathers' forearm. And Jesus. And they're both they're both big fellas. Ken knows that more than anybody. Oh, Lord have mercy. Hogan says, hey, Roy, don't blow yourself up. And Carl Weathers says, not as long as you owe me money. <laughs> oh, it's such good banter between the two. They really are great friends. Old army buddies, aren't they? Enough said. Exactly. They all split up anyway. Carl Weathers fucks off with the, the two brothers, I believe. Yeah. And um, Hogan goes with Fraker and two dipshits that you don't see pretty much for the rest of the film after this bit. I'm quite right. Uh, Hogan, he reaches the Hacienda. 
But where the fuck is Billy Drago, he wonders. I was wondering that myself, to be honest. And as luck would have it, he turns up straight away. He's having breakfast out by the pool. Yeah. He said, oh, there he is. He said, oh, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Carl Weathers... He... Some suspense there, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where's where's Galino? He's supposed to... Oh, there he is. Also, like, Hulk Hogan is fucking massive, and he's just in the bushes. Like, he's uncovered pretty much. <laughs> Massive seven foot blonde guy in a sleeveless fucking camo vest with the with a mullet in the middle of the day, bright sunshine. <laughs> He's oiled up, <laughs> glinting in the sun. Fucking ridiculous. That's one of your worst nightmares if you were a drug dealer. Though back in the late nineties, that's the last thing you wanted to be seen at the corner of your eye. Yeah, either that or Chuck Norris. You wouldn't even see him until he said, "Time to die." Yeah, or if you saw a glimmer. <laughs> Seagal, there you go. They're all in the bushes. (laughs) Hogan's the only one you can fucking see. (laughs) The idiot. (laughs) The big lumbering idiot. Anyway. (laughs) The great lummox. Carl Weathers is the only one doing something at the minute. He's planting bombs. He's taking over trucks. He's bloody Carl Weathers from above. He loves that in most of this film. He's on a, a, suddenly just drops down from the windscreen of a truck. How does he get on the roof? Bloody Carl Weathers. You don't expect that, I'm telling you. Drago, he heads back inside. We cut, In this film, there's lots of like cutting, watching 10 seconds and then cutting back to the previous scene. TV movie, you see. TV movie. They could throw, throw commercials in whenever they wanted. Yeah. Uh, the guy who directed this, by the way, went on to direct a shitload of 24 episodes. 24 episodes of what? Wee! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, Drago, he had back. He? All right, so so he was like he's used to building up suspense at the end of each pointless scene. I guess. Well, maybe not when he did this film, obviously, but uh, he, he learned this it. Is where he was honing his craft. Drago heads back inside. Hogan and Fraker they head round the side of the the building. Fraker looks to take out a guard with his gun, but Hogan's got a bloody blow dart. <laughs> he has him. How fucking powerful is that? I, no, I thought originally it was like um, a recorder. He's going to play us a little tune or a flute, perhaps. Like the Pied Piper of Hamlin. <laughs> just just, <laughs> just plays it. All the henchmen it. come fucking dancing out. <laughs> Listening to Hogan's tune. Hogan's pipe. <laughs> Who's blowing Hogan's pipe? <laughs> oh, that old nursery rhyme. <laughs> yeah. You go through the book, you don't find out who it is. You turn over another page, and then to the end, you get there. Yeah. It's bloody Shannon Tweed. <laughs> oh, good wishes. Um, he, says, uh, he says to Fraker, he says, This never jams. And Fraker says, Unless you inhale. <laughs> Which is a fair point. Yeah. But That'd be doesn't. great if he did. Uh, but. <laughs> But some, somehow, somehow he shoots a henchman from about fucking hundred yards with a blowpipe. He just inhales and knocks himself out for the mission. <laughs> yeah, bloody idiot. <laughs> Two of the Navy SEALs are the ones that are left behind, the ones that we don't know the names of. They're just sitting there joking about Shannon Tweed's boobs being concealed weapons because she's come Quite out in right a bathing too. suit. Swimming the pool. Yeah, we're not we're not sure who she is still, but uh, you know at least she's in a swimsuit. Did she have sex with Billy Drago? Say again. Did she have sex with Billy Drago? Yeah, of course she did. She got up to a bloody hundred percent of that, and then she she could have stopped. To be honest. Yeah, it's done then. By the look of it, by the look of it, no, went full 
full on, full on Drago. Bloody hell. The only person That's in this perks, film that had sex with Shannon Tweed was Billy Drago. Oh, I don't know. There's suspicions of Hogan. Oh, there always is, isn't there? <laughs> the, suspicions the, uh, of Hogan. The smell of Hogan on her. <laughs> what is that smell? Musk. Baby oil. And hairspray. <laughs> we, we keep cutting back, actually. We keep cutting back to the warehouse where uh, the chief is. Let's not ignore the chief. It's his birthday special. Yes. He, um, the, he goes, there's a very tiny guard station in the middle of nowhere that's just some, about eight sandbags and some blokes sat behind him. He's dead. Uh, they go to the warehouse. That <laughs> that's how long be he's been out t- there. It's <laughs> a skeleton. <laughs> yeah, they don't kill him. He's already dead. <laughs> he, he went mad and ate his hands. Yeah, classic. Uh, he's... Um, they get to the warehouse that should be full of tons of cocaine. You're already dead. <laughs> tons of cocaine. There should be in the warehouse, but there just isn't. And no. then we just cut back again. We say, oh, fuck that. Yeah. We cut back. Hulk Hogan is climbing up a wall unnoticed for the second film we've covered. Yes. And How is Hulk Hogan constantly scaling walls without anybody noticing him? Yeah, I mean, well, the, the fucking size of the bloke. The real answer is it isn't Hulk Hogan, but yes, no, 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 no that's ridiculous. It's definitely it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Man's seven foot tall. He doesn't need to scale a damn thing. He just needs to jump. <laughs> oh yeah, he can't do that either. So that'd probably be a stunt man. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so he he does. He, he gets up there. Uh, they do a little bit, and then. Uh, Billy Drago, he's just there, calm as you like, not interested. He's just sat there, sat there at his desk, waiting for him. Uh, he says, ah, Navy SEALs, dependable as clockwork. Yeah, fair enough. Bit weird. And as he says that, Fraker hits Hogan in the back of the head and knocks him out. In an absolutely unprecedented double cross. Couldn't believe it. That in no way will we expect him due to Fraker's calm and normal nature. Billy Drago's rocking that Princess Diana hair in this scene. Oh, yes. Feathered beyond He's belief. looking great, isn't he? Yeah, he almost looks a bit like um, Eric Roberts. I think I think Eric Roberts could do this role, couldn't he? Definitely. He'd have been brilliant, wouldn't he? In fact, I mean, he, in fact, I say he could have. He bloody has done it in about 50 other films since. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Meanwhile, Carl Weathers, he hasn't been knocked out. Of course he hasn't. Because he's not a fucking idiot. In fact, Carl Weathers doesn't get knocked out at all in this film. Hogan's constantly knocking himself out. Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, Hogan's a fucking liability in this. He, um... His mysticism, his mullet and his fucking black tattoo. Yeah, and he's, well, when we get to his house as well, that pissed me off. But anyway, Carl Weathers hasn't been knocked out, but he, he is nearly blown up when they check the storage hangar, but they find no cocaine, just a bomb. Yeah, but thankfully he's a bomb expert, so he recognises it and says, fucking hell, the bomb. No, he doesn't say fucking hell. Of course he doesn't. He just says, they, they just shout ambush. Ambush, not ambush. <laughs> That's not a word. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they all die because they have no idea what ambush means. <laughs> he's like, Did you mean ombudsman? What? what, what? <laughs> and they all just like, oh, <laughs> No, they do. They do the running away and as everything blows up thing for us, which is beautiful to see. Always is. It's always great to see a big explosion and jump yeah. jump into this the ground. It's got lots of explosions, actually, hasn't it, this film? 
A lot of explosions. To be fair, like the opening part of this could be the ending to most of these types of films with how much explosions, yeah, that's especially what I mean. this that's bit what with I mean. Carl. It's like, yeah, the first 45 minutes is like not even the plot. Right, if you'd have said to me this was like two episodes of a show put together, I'd have believed you. Yeah. Uh, it seems unlikely Navy SEALs would just run out into the open like these two twats do, but they do anyway because they say, oh, it's just the gardener there. They say, Let, they say let's run out into the open. He goes, yeah, go on then. Middle of sunshine, bright sunshine, the Navy SEALs just run out. You've got open windows, you can't see into them. Could be anyone, but they run out and sure enough, they're fucking shot to pieces. <laughs> oh, there we go. Rest in peace. Too busy staring at Shannon the... Tweed. Well, yeah, that's fair enough. That's how I'd want to go out. Although, to be honest, if I was Billy Drago, I'd have, I'd have killed myself straight there and then. That's it. You ain't getting any better than that. I didn't think she'd be muscly enough for you. No, I don't know. She's she's got the curves. Don't matter if they're uh, if they're muscle curves, she'd do. Because <laughs> she's got the moves, hasn't she? She's got special kicks. More on that later. Uh, yeah, so they do. They run out. They get shot to pieces. Um, they drops his tarot cards because obviously he's run out with them to try and ask <laughs> the henchman to to choose a card. <laughs> So you can, you can tell their fucking fortune or something. Don't pick the seven swords, because that's Hulk Hogan's one. He'll be very upset. Because that's us. That's us. We're the seven swords, you see, even though we there's are. eight of Hello. us. Hello, we're the seven swords. <laughs> and uh, after he's been shot to death, uh, we we reveal that the card resting next to him is the death card. And, of course, Frank is just like, doesn't even mean death, mate. It means <laughs> it's a break and maybe a change in the relationship. <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose now his relationship with Hogan is changed. Yeah, and there are only seven of them due to that change. So everything, everything's coming first, full circle. The tarot, tarot cards predicted. <laughs> Which is what he says as he dies, that guy. Yeah, yeah that massive fucking <laughs> <laughs> loads of lines of dialogue as he's dying. Yeah. I told you it wasn't just rubbish. He's at the forefront of the the, the scene, telling us, speaking into the camera, and there's a massive <laughs> gunfight going on behind him. <laughs> and then sadly he perishes. Carl Weathers and the two brothers, they're in a gunfight. Carl Weathers pulls out a minigun, blows literally everything in the scene up. It's um, it's very similar to the gun that Blaine had in Predator, of course, isn't it? It is, and Arnie in Terminator 2. Yeah, so there we go. So it's it's been passed around between the cast. It's uh, it's it's the chief's turn finally, and he bloody hell, he, he wields that well, doesn't he? He does indeed. He's polished it right up as well, hasn't he? It looks lovely. It is. It's chrome. Yeah, it looks beautiful. They all jump in a jeep, and we get a chase as well. Shooting out the back, Carl Weathers. He creates a diversion. He shoots some barrels. And then lights the liquid on the road. Yeah, acetone, that is. He's a bomb expert, you see. He knows he knows what's flammable. He knows what's going to explode. And as that explodes, we suddenly cut back to Hulk Hogan, who's falling down some stairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Hulk Hogan. I think it definitely is. Yeah, Billy Drago, he's got a machete. He's talking some shit to him. Damn right. Fraker justifies his betrayal because he's being paid $2 million in cash and diamonds. Yeah, so what it turns out was Fraker was actually not part of the team. He was a UN observer from Australia. Why the hell that he was therefore fully armed and going in to shoot drug dealers, I don't know. <laughs> but I think that's what observers do. Mm-hmm. I think. You know, it's been a while since I was worked with the UN. But but that, that's what he was doing anyway. So he's he's gone in as an observer 
So he wasn't part of the team. And uh, who could have guessed that the person who wasn't part of the team is the one that's double-crossed them? All for that. Two million in cash and diamonds. Well, Shannon Tweed, she isn't happy about that because those diamonds are hers and they're being used in the deal. Yeah, and she's she's still rocking the um, Russian accent, of course, at this point. Billy Drago says, I'm going to cut your head off and send it back stuffed with stupid cocaine. He's saying this to Hulk Hogan, isn't he? Not to Shannon Tweed. He's saying it to anyone, anyone that will listen. <laughs> <laughs> When he's done that, he's going to put that head right here on this piano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. He does. He just says it to everybody. Says it to us. Says it down the lens. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to have so many heads full of cocaine. <laughs> it's going to look stupid. Well, Shannon Tweed, she knocks a rake over onto Hogan that blocks the machete strike. I like the fact that Hogan's not attempted to escape on his own at all. Yeah. He was quite happy to just be, just be decapitated. <laughs> <laughs> As though he's just a well, that's the end then. Oh, yeah. I had, a, I had a good innings. <laughs> he had a single tear. I'm about to have I'm about to have my head cut off, so never mind. He had a single tear rolling down his cheek. Oh, so I am to die, he says out loud. <laughs> <laughs> so be it. Yes. Yeah, she knocks a, a rake down. It blocks the shot. Hogan doesn't even flinch. And then she starts beating the shit out of everyone. Yeah, she suddenly, Shannon Twee breaks out some special kicks. They are special kicks as well. Hogan even joins in. He throws a knife at a butler, just passing by. <laughs> <laughs> just bringing drinks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Double machine guns from Shannon. Tells Hogan to duck. A little bit of comedy, I guess, if that's what it was attempting. Yeah, got Hogan's big stupid face in the way, so she's like, duck. <laughs> duck, you fucking massive-headed yeah, fool. Yeah, ducks down, knocks himself out, the head butts the ground. Yeah, cuts his own head off because the machete's still there. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> I like it when they ask each other who they are, neither of them answer, and they just fuck off together. <laughs> <laughs> Good enough. Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> Don't want to say who are you. Doesn't matter. Okay, then. <laughs> and they just take yeah, Billy Drago deal. with them. Yeah, let's take Billy Drago then. Enter the chief. He's still got his bloody machine gun. He blasts everybody in the whole area to death. But Carl <laughs> Weathers joins in with his never-ending minigun. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, he's not hes not billed as the hero in this, is he? Hulk Hogan is, but Carl Weathers... Me, Carl Weathers, and runs this film. Carl Weathers has killed more people now than Hogan ever has in any film ever. <laughs> Carl Weathers just does everything. Everything in this film. If you can look up what the plot points of this film is, Carl Weathers has done it. Yeah, because he's the one that found out about the cocaine. He killed everyone over there, and then he's turned up here and saved the fucking day. Yeah, and then later on, he does everything again. He just keeps on saving everybody. Hogan doesn't even know what's going on. He wants to go back again for JJ's body. Yeah, bloody JJ. JJ and the tarot cards. Remember them back from the 90s, the band? <laughs> yeah, I remember them. Yeah, that was them, yeah. Fraker, he's, uh, he's got the body. He tells Hogan that he can't leave without him as seals never leave their own. He says he wants Billy Drago in exchange for JJ's body. He asks Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers says, I don't fucking know. It's up to you. So Hogan says, fuck it then, let's leave. Hogan says, I'm going to hunt you down, Fraker. I'm going to hunt you down and rip your heart out. Fraker can't hear him, so he asks him to repeat it. Yeah, he's like, sorry, what? Your <laughs> yeah, just voice is too deep. Mumbling in the fucking bushes. 
which was an album by JJ and the Tarot Cards. It was, yeah, mumbling in the fucking bushes. Yeah, Carl, Big Chief Carl Weathers, he actually calls Hulk Hogan. You sound like a Native American then. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. No offense. No offense to the Native Americans. But he, he calls Hulk Hogan brother, which must be the first for Hulk Hogan. He doesn't know what the hell to say. Yeah. So he just decapitates himself. Like, oh, fuck, oh, I don't know. As they leave, he Keeps smashes his head off a tree and just fucking knocks himself out. So Carl Weathers has got to drag him away. Falls down the stairs. Carl is like, Jesus Christ. He's constantly knocking himself out, this man. <laughs> Hogan decides it isn't worth it and they leave anyway. He's not going to go and save the body. No, JJ can be saved another day because he's dead anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Shannon Tweed tells Hogan to forget the rubber dinghies and follow her because they've got boats. To be honest, if Shannon Tweed told me to forget the rubber dinghies and follow her, <laughs> I would do it as well. I'd do exactly the same thing. I'm a sucker for following ladies who don't care for rubber dinghies. What do you mean? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Pick a card, any card. Death! <laughs> it doesn't mean death, mate. It just means he doesn't care for the rubber dinghies. <laughs> that and Shannon Tweed's big old titties. And there's the sound bite for the end of the episode. <laughs> It turns out that they've got some hidden shit at the bottom of the the ocean there. Yeah, and Billy Drago's got some bloody hidden underwater sleds or some shit. I can't imagine him ever diving in there to get them. But (laughs) meanwhile, he's actually saying it's all bullshit. I haven't got any of them. It can't be trusted at all because everything he says, don't listen to her. She's lying. Bullshit. All of it. Rubber sleds the whole business. (laughs) Makes him the liar. So nothing he won't do. They all scuba dive away. Yeah, they do. And not for long, though, because suddenly they're all attacked by sharks. This is, I laugh so fucking, la- I laugh so long watching this bit. I had to pause it. This is fucking stupid, this bit. Sharks there you go. Up. There you go, folks. This, that was Dom's review of this, this particular scene. This is fucking stupid. <laughs> it is. That's as in-depth and as intelligent uh, <laughs> discourse you're going to get. <laughs> it is fucking stupid. Listen to it this. It is. It's brilliant, isn't it? They're all swimming away. First of all, you can't really tell who's who because obviously it's not Hulk Hogan. It's not Carl Weathers. It's uh, stunt doubles. So the guy isn't as oh. big as Hulk Hogan. He's just got long hair, so you've got to assume it's him. Could be Shannon Tweed's stunt double, but most likely not. And it's that Sam guy. <laughs> it's that guy that gets bitten in the side. So, like, from hip all the way up to to armpit by a fucking shark. (laughs) Carl Weathers sees what's happening, swims back, gets a grenade. (laughs) Go on, Carl. Pops it in the shark's mouth as he's biting into Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan punches the shark in the fucking face. It swims (laughs) off a bit, and then its head blows up. (laughs) That's fucking mental, that bit. I've made it sound better than it is. <laughs> to be honest, if I'm ever being attacked by a shark, I really hope Carl Weathers is fucking nearby with a hand grenade. <laughs> so if, if I'm getting bitten by a shark and the shark's still attached to me and Carl Weathers puts a grenade on him, I'm fucking thinking, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, so there you go. Works out, doesn't it? Oh, God, brilliant. Laughed a lot watching that yeah. bit. Ridiculous. And once again, that's, once again, that's uh, the captain. Carl Weathers saving Hulk Hogan's life. He can't even swim without being attacked by a shark. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't knock himself out on something. <laughs> anyway, Hogan's been bitten by the sh- a shark, but in the, on his side in the middle of the ocean, he's got to be dead. Nope, he's fine. Oh. He's fine. He's so fine that when they eventually get saved by the army, he's not even limping or anything when they're, when they're back on land. He's got no, two he's, small he's a- bandages on him. He has, yeah, and that's the sign of it. There you go, evidence. But hang on a minute. Who the fuck's that in the distance? I'll tell you who it is. It's the guy that they're handing over Billy Drago to. He's in full camo hiding behind a plant in his office. <laughs> that's how I saw him. <laughs> <laughs> I, was there, I was looking at the picture. I've got it on my wall. And I, looked, <laughs> I looked back at the screen and I thought, oh, holy shit, it's Captain Crease. And it is. It's Martin Cove from the Karate Kid, everybody. Bloody hell. Yeah. And there he is. Absolutely splendid looking. Again, he looks exactly the same as he did in everything else. Yeah, it does, doesn't he? Yeah. He plays Andy Powers. He <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a kid's character. It does. He's <laughs> got really powerful hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never leaves his room. No, I wouldn't. Especially you look at Shannon Tweed bloody turning up. I put Shannon Tweed isn't bad in this scene where her and Crease are having a go at each other. It's Hogan that's awful. Yes. Because as they're arguing, he says, while you're arguing, then he slowly points between them for ages <laughs> and says, two of my men are dead. And then we only see one body bag and Carl Weathers. Does Hogan think Carl Weathers is dead and he's a ghost now? <laughs> he thinks he's the uh, Jedi ghost Carl Weathers from a previous film pitch. I thought he might, you know. Because who's the other one that died? Because the other guy is at the ambulance getting patched up, the one that got shot. So who's he, the one uh, that died? JJ. JJ. Who's the other one? And the tarot cards. So he says two of the body, my men are the, dead. The body they're putting away is an unspecified shark attack victim who's dead. Who was he? We don't know, but somebody else was killed by a shark. They didn't put it on because it's a TV movie. It's upsetting. But we didn't see... There wasn't any more... There was the two brothers, the two dickheads at the pool. Hogan. In the background, background, there's probably some other bloke being ripped to pieces by sharks that we're not bothered about. So so you had Hulk Hogan, Carl Weathers, the Aussie, the two idiots at the pool, the two brothers. Oh, yeah, that is only seven. There must have been another one. You're right, Ken. Sorry, sorry, Hogan. I thought you couldn't count or you thought Carl Weathers was a, was a ghost. He still might be. That's true. There's room for a twist. Shannon Tweed is led away for medical care and the doctor tells Hogan he needs to go to the hospital on account of being bitten by a shark several hours ago. Yeah, and he says, fuck that noise. Chris says, go away, Mike, you're dripping blood. Don't forget, Hogan is called Mike in this film. He's called Terry in real life, so it's not really much of a difference, is it? He says, you're dripping blood, and Hogan says, aren't we all? The fuck does that mean? It's uh, warrior mysticism. Yeah, he has a lot of these kind of lines where he just says something (laughs) that makes no sense and fucks off. It's kind of like the sort of response that we would say to each other that means nothing, and they say, what do you mean? And you just say, exactly. 
Yeah, yeah. Which I think we've already done in this episode. <laughs> yeah, I believe so. <laughs> yeah, so maybe, maybe that's maybe that's what he was doing. Hogan tells Chris that they have to go back to recover JJ. And rightly, I've put Chris says that they can't. They can't authorize that now. They've got Billy Drago. That's all that matters. And uh, Hogan, Hogan says, no, getting JJ's body back, which is probably already thrown in the ocean, I've put. And getting Fraker is the bottom line as far as Hogan is concerned. I don't know. I'm, well, on, Cre- I'm on Chris's side here. I think it's mental to send a team back. Unfortunately, yeah, Hogan doesn't run the show, does he? He does give the, uh, give the used to be one of us and all that bollocks, doesn't he? Yeah. Kreese tells him not to go back and that's an order. And then Hogan resigns his commission instantly. Yeah, which is classic. It's classic, isn't it? It's like action film classics right now. That's on the bingo card, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. He's there. He's he's angry. He's upset. He's bucking the authority. Yeah. But the, uh, the authority, I don't know. He doesn't want to do it. It's just his goddamn job. 30 minutes in, Ken. Hogan has a quip-filled relationship with Carl Weathers, complete with catchphrase that they say to each other before a mission. Mm -hmm. He's caught a bad guy. He's blown a shark up with a grenade. He's butted heads with Captain Kreese from Karate Kid. And he's resigned from the Navy SEALs. What are your thoughts so far? And he's he's captured Billy Drago. Yeah, of course. So you've, you've, you've ticked so many. That's like a whole film's worth of ticking. Really is, isn't it? It certainly is, and um, and yet the plot of the film hasn't even started. <laughs> so the film that the, the the plot that you gave us at the beginning hasn't begun. Yes, and we're thirty plus minutes in. We're nearly forty minutes in of an hour and forty minute runtime. Yeah, brilliant. So half the film's gone, and we haven't even started the film. <laughs> Incredible work from everybody involved. It really is. That normally would be like a. Five, maybe ten minutes at the most pre-credit scene to set the scene of it's a team thing. They're all involved as a team. They've been double-crossed, and now we'll start the hour and a half film. Yeah, like that would happen through as the credits are rolling on the screen, wouldn't it? Usually. Yeah, but no, you get a forty-minute intro. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. And this is where they should have had the the title of the film come up. <laughs> forty minutes in. <laughs> They should just keep doing it. Every time there's like the film starts again, they should just put the uh, yeah, not even a mention of Devil's Island yet. No, let alone an assault on it. I don't think you get a mention of Devil's Island until about twenty minutes before the end of the film. Yeah, no, I think it's definitely before that. Definitely. Oh, Ken stating his reputation on it, whatever that's worth. <laughs> Carl Weathers yeah. he heads over to Captain Crease and asks him what's up. He used to be one of them and. Chris says, when I was CO, I took orders. I still take orders. Yeah. Ultimately, you need to. If you can't have, you can't have mavericks like fucking six foot seven, blonde haired, camo, sleeveless, <laughs> fucking Hulk Hogan in your Navy not. SEALs team. <laughs> You're supposed he, to be a covert op. He may be the best goddamn operative you've got, but he'll always just be an operative. Yeah. You can't have him running the fucking show. Everyone would just be dead every mission. You can't have him in the Navy SEALs. He's not following fucking orders. He's just going <laughs> off and do- blow darting people. That's not standard issue. <laughs> He's got a fucking mysticism to him, though, hasn't he? Fucking hell. Martin Cove likes the cut of his dick. He, he does. keeps him around. His, his own He's or Hogan's? The- both. Yeah. 
He says they're a lot alike in many ways. You know, Hogan, you remind me a lot of my dick. That's what he (laughs) says. He says, you're the best goddamn six foot seven Navy SEAL we've ever had, Mike McBride. (laughs) Mike McBride. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, but Captain Andy Powers, I'm sick of this. We've got to go back for a man who's already dead. And I'm willing to put I'm willing to put all of my team in fucking danger to maybe risk someone else being killed in order to get somebody who's already been killed. It's probably his body's already been disposed of because they're not gonna leave it lying around, are they? It's just gonna leave him by the pool as a nice little <laughs> ornament. <laughs> the gardener just cutting the lawn around him. What, from American Ninja? <laughs> yeah, that's him shitting yeah, in the pool. Shitting shitting in the pool. Yeah. Uh, Carice asks Weathers to go and have a talk with Hogan, tell him he can't have everything he wants when he wants it. I mean, that didn't work when he was a wrestler, so doubt it'll work here, but, you know, have a go. Uh, Weathers says he'll need to give him a couple of days to cool down, and Carice says that if he goes after Fraker on his own, he's going to do everything in his power to stop him. Yes. He's probably about five years younger than Hulk Hogan, isn't he? <laughs> Cove. <laughs> He's like his... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he's got, he's got you know, he's he's the suit, isn't he? He's yeah. gone corporate. corporate. I mean, Co- Cove. Cove could have easily been in the SEALs team and then, you know... I would, I'm going to, from now on, call him Corporate Crease. Yeah, I've been calling him Crease. Yeah, so let's corporate call him Corporate Crease. Corporate Crease. <laughs> That's who he is. That's a sign of a good business suit, a Corporate Crease. <laughs> That's how he got the job. The sign of a bad birthday suit. <laughs> yeah, that's why I didn't get the job. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon Tweed, she catches up with Hogan, who's getting into like a baby blue fucking... <laughs> big old fucking Hummer, isn't it? Aquamarine coloured Hummer. She catches it's up with him. Seal. It's all about the water, isn't it? Aquamarine's perfect. Yeah, that's why he's got um, inflatable armbands on, isn't it? <laughs> and a snorkel. She catches up with him, tells him she's going to go with him to recover her diamonds, and he can't say no after she saved his life, even though he does try to. He tells her to get in the truck, and off they go. Yeah, we get a little bit of idle chat about their families, which is boring and irrelevant. Yeah, which is why I didn't even fucking mention it. Screw you, Hogan. I'm going to mention it, and then that's all we got. Drago, he talks with his lawyer. He's talking about going the diplomatic immunity route. But Drago doesn't want that shit. Tell him to shut up. Reach out to Fraker. Tell him he won't get his money unless he gets him out of here. And if he's successful, he'll pay him double. And he also says to contact his head of security and hunt down Shannon Tweed. When the lawyer refuses, he says it'll either be her or the lawyer's wife. The choice is yours. If you're the lawyer, aren't you? Aren't you like? I don't think you're in any position to be making threats, Billy Drago. I'm the one communicating this. I'm not going to communicate that bit, am I? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think you'd listen to Billy Drago. If you were a mild-mannered uh, bloody lawyer and your wife's been threatened, it's either your wife or... Uh, actually, no, if it's either your wife or Shannon Tweed, you'd probably go Shannon Tweed anyway, wouldn't you? <laughs> whatever, whatever the option was. <laughs> Whatever the task was. It depends if you love your the... wife or not, I suppose. Yeah, but your wife's not going to be Shannon Tweed, though, is it? Exactly. So why save Shannon Tweed? So you can then have sex with her instead. I don't think she'd have sex with you. Why not? I mean, admittedly, she's not replied to my letters. <laughs> but... <laughs> uh... 
They got another caption, Ken. Another she had one. sex with Billy Drago, for fuck's sake. Yeah, but he's a millionaire and she's undercover. You don't have to. Just because you're undercover doesn't mean you have to have sex with Billy Drago. Yeah, I don't think that is in the contract. You need, but to, she you need to read the small print, Dom, if that's what you've been doing every time you're undercover. I'm not undercover. undercover. <laughs> yeah, I'm a podcast again. <laughs> oh, shit. You need to go undercover. <laughs> <laughs> you join me live yeah. from the Kremlin. <laughs> I don't know. Everything's a film, mate. And I don't think anything's real. I nearly blew my cover covering Shadow Warriors, the Hulk Hogan <laughs> film. <laughs> my podcast with Ken. Fortunately, Putin fell down the stairs just before he was about to find me. <laughs> uh, somewhere in the Florida Keys, it says. Where exactly? Somewhere. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Hogan, he's rocking ice blue jeans, t-shirt tucked in, big old belt buckle, black, you know, cowboy boots, whatever the fuck he's wearing. The proper style. Yeah, he must live near, I wonder if he lives near fucking Chuck Norris, the old Florida Keys. To be honest, you don't even know if you live near Chuck Norris. That's true. Although later they do, watch, you are. they do watch as he's um, ambushed and his house blown up. They just watch that from yeah, across the, the water there. Yeah, I suppose. Lone wolf. That's good. It's your fucking lynch, isn't it? Hogan's like, oh, that's just the McQuaid house. We don't know much about him. We'll see it get blown up later. <laughs> uh, Shannon Tweed, she's with him. We find out Hogan's divorced as a teenage boy who lives with his mom in Atlanta. And Tweed, as a son, eight years old, lives with the dad in Brussels. And she says, guess that's the price we pay for the life we choose, isn't it? And he says, life chooses us. <laughs> she's like, what? He says, I don't know. He just doesn't say anything and just walks on. Yeah, he's just like... Pfft. He slips, falls off the boat. <laughs> Bangs his head. <laughs> uh, he's he's bleeding. He hasn't had his sharp bite looked at. He's just fucking gone home. And uh, we cut to the, the scene, the classic scene of the woman patching up the, uh, the hero. And luckily, he's not doing a Van Damme. What, the splits? Yeah, just bending over while he's naked. Jesus Christ, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, it'd be bad that would, wouldn't it? Hogan's anus. Jesus. The stuff of nightmares. <laughs> Through Shannon Tweed, we find out that his tattoo is Maori, which is a nice cultural appropriation from Hogan there. Mm-hmm. He has a scar that's encircled by the tattoo, and she thinks maybe it's just coincidence, but he's like, no, it has special meaning. Do we ever find out what that is? I don't know. I wasn't really listening, to be honest. Yeah, that that they make a big point of that because he's got like a scar in in the middle of the tattoo, and I don't think it's ever mentioned what that is. Maybe in the second one when we Maybe cover it's it, where he was attacked by a Maori. Maybe forgetting that tattoo. Yeah, she pulls a shark tooth out of him. <laughs> yeah, he's still got a fucking tooth in him. Fucking ridiculous! <laughs> Who's patched him up? Which fucking Maori patched him up and just like put bandages over him? And he's got a bloody tooth sticking out of him. Idiots. It's, it's him, I'm telling you. He's done it himself. Now, my copy of this was muffled. So I'd, I've written three possibles what he says. He either says, I hate sharks. Hmm. I ate sharks. <laughs> or I date sharks. <laughs> I'm not sure which one it was. I think he says all of them. One after the other. <laughs> like he's malfunctioning. <laughs> He says the first one, I hate sharks. She says, what? And then he says, I hate sharks. She's like, sorry? And then he says, I date sharks. And that's when uh, 
And that's when she, her eyes light up. <laughs> no, no, sorry. I meant I date sharks. <laughs> when he says I ate them, she's like, that's weird. No, no, sorry. I date them. He says, what does that mean? He says, no, I, I raped them. And on his wall, he's got a big chart of the <laughs> best sharks. <laughs> got a big graph of sharks and the ones he likes the best. Yeah, and she, as, he, as she's looking at it, he, he like sees a, a shark slipping out of his bedroom back into the water. <laughs> Slips out of his back. Gives, a gives shark the shark embedded the embedded in his back. The call me sign. <laughs> uh, cut to later, and Hogan's sleeping outside on a hammock. Oh, well, Sharon Tweed, not Sharon, Shannon Tweed standing on in an open shirt and lingerie. Yep, a little bit of a snoopy snoop from her. Having a look around, see what the fuck's going on. My, my note is this is very much a Ken film, this one. Mm-hmm. The ones I pick are Keanu Reeves in pantaloons dancing, <laughs> and kids playing mobsters <laughs> and singing. <laughs> yeah, well, of course, this, this is the stuff that I, I live for, this. You have Hulk Hogan rating sharks and... <laughs> And Shannon Tweed in her underwear. Female Lee's just constantly in in their underwear all the time. Yeah, I don't even know where she's got that underwear from. Because she was in a bloody wetsuit earlier, and now she's at Hulk Hogan's house and she's got a full set of underwear. This is where you see all this shit on Hogan's wall, like pictures of like an African tribesman and masks, and it's just like, what is all this? Seagal, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's definitely, this is definitely Seagal, isn't it, where they got this from? It is Seagal's house. He's borrowed it. He's like the... Uh, Doctor who's gone away. That's where Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan's house sitting for a doctor. It's like whereas Seagal does like the the Eastern mysticism and stuff like that, they've gone African with Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> it's only natural. <laughs> Surprised he doesn't do like the face paint and like the grass skirt and shit and shield. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, fucking idiot. She finds a massive metal door with a keypad lock on it. What do you reckon that is? You know, he keeps his wife and kid that he says are in Atlanta. I'd imagine so, yeah. Mm. And a picture of his uh, favourite sharks in uh, <laughs> provocative poses. <laughs> <laughs> his little shark wank bank, isn't it? <laughs> little shark wank bank is not a sentence I thought I'd hear you ever say. I love this oh, podcast. I'm sure it's a sentence anyone's ever said. I'll put it out there. I'll put it out there that no one's ever used that as a sentence. Badmoviecultgmail.com. Let us know if you have. <laughs> and if you and have, why? why? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, why on earth would you? It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Cut to some kids. It's like a gymnastics tournament trophy celebration in front of a cruise liner. Yeah, enough of that film. Let's start a new one. What yes, this, this is where, 10 minutes in after the credits, this is where it should start. Yeah, let's start a new film. What we got? Come on. Kids, gymnastics tournament. They've won a day trip to the Bahamas. Woo! I've written woohoo. And uh, the, the rep for the cruise liner says, great news. You've all won this. Let's get on this plane here. Let's go. The kids are already too happy, by the way. They're all jumping up and down and woohoo in. And That's because they've won the All-American Gymnastics Trophy. Mm. So I'd be I'd be whooping and a hollering as well. One lad is just punching himself in the face repeatedly. He's so happy. Yeah, quite right. Save someone else doing it. They get on like a seaplane anyway, and they head off. But the coach who's with them soon realizes they're headed the wrong way. I tell you what, that coach 
He may be there training the All-American gymnastics team, but he doesn't half know his flight route to the Bahamas. He does. He's very well trained. Yes, and he knows exactly when he's not on the right route. It's to his credit. Well done, coach. And he speaks to the ref. Unfortunately, (laughs) unfortunately for the coach, he doesn't get any better than that for him. Yeah, he speaks to the rep saying we're going the wrong way. And she's like, I'm sure we're just like moving out of the way of a storm. And he looks out the window and he's like, it's clear skies. She's like, shit. Didn't expect him to do that. That's all I've got. I didn't expect him to actually look at the weather. And he's like, I want to speak to the pilot. And as he does, the pilot's door opens and it's Fraker wearing a tiny captain's hat. (laughs) (laughs) G'day. (laughs) Not really, but I wish he was, is what I've written. Yeah, it would have been great, wouldn't it? And he shoots the coach to death. Yeah, it shoots him in the face. <laughs> in front of all the kids. <laughs> yeah, now that's Fraker. <laughs> yep, so step one of the plan is to hijack a plane with gymnastics team on it to get what's-his-face out of prison. I can't remember what he's called in it. Delingo. Excuse me? Galingo. Galingo, <laughs> he's called. Isn't that that app that helps you speak another language? Galindo, there we go. Okay, it's called Galindo. At one point earlier on, when they were looking for him, they actually uh, Fraker actually says bingo, and I was like, no, 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 it's not. It's Galindo. (laughs) Someone should have said that. (laughs) What Fraker says now, though, to keep everybody nice and quiet on the plane, is he says, "If you behave, you can all write books about your terrible ordeal, but if you don't, you'll all be writing your obituaries." And I thought, you don't write your own obituaries. You're going to make them write their own obituary. I was just like, what on earth are you talking about? I mean, I understand what the threat is, but you don't do that. I just realised Fraker has a lightning bolt shaved into the side of his head. What a cunt. He does. I don't think he had that earlier on. No, now he's evil, isn't he? he I think since since he's turned, yeah, since he's turned heel, uh, he's, he's thrown that in. So we all know that he's a bad guy. Yeah, I mean, I've put like the, the the rep, the woman, she's in on it. No idea who she is or why. And I don't know if we ever see her again. I don't think we do, actually. I think that's it. I think that's it from her. She was there just to make everyone convinced that they'd want a trip to the Bahamas. Yeah, and then she flies off with that plane, I, I assume. Yeah, so we don't actually know who the real pilot was because it certainly wasn't Fraker. No. Another caption, Devil's Island, Dry Tortuga Islands. There we go. There we are. Finally, Des- Devil's Island. Remember, remember that. Remember that, everyone. Billy Blanks. First sign of him. Hello, Billy. Welcome back. Yep. Here he is. It's Billy fucking Blanks, and he's wearing a beret. Yes. He's got to be, hasn't he? He's a bad guy. You've got to have a bad guy in a beret, otherwise, there's no fucking point. Is he the the head yeah. of security? I think he is. He's the uh, top man. Yeah. Fraker's right hand man. Is indeed. He's the the Cregan, isn't he? That's his name. Yes, yes, Mr. Cregan, or just simply Cregan, I don't know. I think, yeah. And uh, his first job to do in the film is to throw the kids off the plane into the water. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) which he loves to do. He does does it with gusto. He does indeed. Yeah, gusto, of course, is his uh, accomplice in this (laughs) film. (laughs) Uncredited. Yeah, but he's really into his work. (laughs) He loves doing it. Yeah, and uh, his companion, a plum. Yeah, literally just a plum, just the, the fruit. <laughs> he's fucking useless. He's <laughs> got a he beret on, though. Off. He just <laughs> yeah. floats off in his beret. You're like Wilson in Castaway. <laughs> yeah, he's like, ah, oh, there he goes. We should a stop bomb. bringing him. 
Billy, Billy, Billy's like, yes, I know. Uh, Fraker, he takes one of the kids with him and the rest are led away by, I put Billy B. I don't know why I put that. I don't like that. Oh, no, I don't like that. The rest are led away by Billy Blanks and put into a cage that's half submerged in water. It's like a dungeon. Yeah, yeah I know. It's good, isn't it? Meanwhile, Hogan, he's been asleep for 36 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Crease was worried about him springing into action straight away. <laughs> In fairness, Carl Weathers did say give him a couple of days to cool down because he'll be fucking sleeping for most of it. Yeah. Shannon Tweed says, do you have any coffee? He says, never drink it. She says, why don't you buy any for your guests? And he says, because I never have guests. To be fair, if he's been asleep for 30 fucking six hours, she'd had plenty of time to look for coffee. She could have gone to the shop, couldn't she? She's no way she's just been stood there waiting for him to wake up for 36 hours. She's borrowed a shirt from him. Yeah, I know, but thankfully she's still not had time to put any other clothes on. I was going to say, she's still just in underwear and a shirt. She does admit to snooping around the house and to find info out about him, but she has made him a shark tooth necklace. Yeah, so she's she's been busy, I suppose. Yeah. Hogan's got his hair tied back at the moment as well. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Beautiful is what you're thinking, isn't it? It looks beautiful. Yeah, brilliant, yeah. Exactly. She says this shark tooth necklace is good luck. It's to stop him getting by bitten by sharks again. Yeah, you clumsy bastard. Uh, they talk a bit about his masks and his weapons. I've put Seagal vibes. Yeah, he says I have honestly no a fucking idea what any of them are doing here. Whereas I think Seagal would be, he'd have like a wry smile as the woman looks on just astonished at all these artifacts, whereas Hogan just has a blank expression like he's just had a fucking stroke. <laughs> Hey, Shannon Tweed's in her underwear in my ass. I'm having a stroke. Don't you worry about that. Uh, Hogan, he opens up the vault. He's been keeping his old family in. But it's actually full of sharks. No, it's actually... (laughs) Sharky, sharky, wank, bank. It's actually full of guns. There's so many little sound bites for you for the end of this episode. I don't know what I'm going to be doing. Sharky, sharky, wank, bank's unbelievable. It better be happy birthday, Captain. That's the end of it. You don't need any more. It's about him, remember? Yeah. Not about masturbating over sharks. <laughs> See, there's another one. <laughs> so, yeah, his vault that he's got, it's actually full of guns. Guns on the walls, guns on the floor, the ceiling, fucking everywhere. Guns up his dick everywhere. He can't move for guns. Yeah. Wow, very impressive, says no woman ever who would be shown this in real life. Is what I've written. That's fair. Well, except any woman who isn't one of those nutcases who takes pictures of their family holding rifles for Christmas cards. America. Yeah, sorry, America. I misspoke. I didn't. I forgot about you guys. <laughs> Some of you. Don't fucking do that. <laughs> just alienate. We're in trouble. We're in trouble without America. You know that. Not just this podcast, but the world. Right, guys. Carl Weathers turns up. Of course he fucking does. That's a dick joke. How's he got in his house? Fucking Carl Weathers. That's why. He just kicks the fucking door in. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody kicks in Hogan's back door like Carl Weathers. Exactly. (laughs) Plus, Hogan, he's given Carl Weathers a key, hasn't he? They're best mates. I, I think Carl Weathers got a key to my house. Yeah, I know. I sent it to him, yeah. Yeah, so somebody has, anyway. I keep getting it posted back, but I just return it. (laughs) (laughs) So just in case, Captain. 
just in case. <laughs> That's what's written on the card, just in case, yeah. Captain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shannon Twee's got a dick joke. Oh. It's a good job there wasn't a comma in there, wasn't it? <laughs> Carl Weathers asks if they've been playing I'll show you mine if you show me yours, and she says... Yes, and Hulk Hogan's got a massive dick. <laughs> it's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Remember that when he was on trial about that sex tape that got out about him? Who, Carl Weathers? No, Hulk Hogan. Okay, go on. And there was something about his dick that came up, and he said in court, on the stand, that... Terry Belia's dick is normal, but Hulk Hogan's is massive, or something to that effect. Hulk Hogan said that? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what an odd defence. It's such an odd... I'd Carry say on, to say the quote. Yeah, go, please do. It's misleading, otherwise, for the, for the jury. Misleading for the jury. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, have you just have you Googled Hogan's dick? I've put Hulk Hogan dick size court and in the do you mean, you know, in the search, Hulk Hogan's yeah. dick size and weight. <laughs> <laughs> Click yes. <laughs> Click yes, I did mean that. <laughs> if that's on Google, Jesus, the internet's dangerous. So from sporting, I've got some headlines for you, Ken. Oh, Man. Sportingnews.com. Hulk Hogan's sex, sex tape trial. Colon. <laughs> <laughs> Why his penis is vital to the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Toronto Sun. Is that what they called his penis? Right. <laughs> A reputable newspaper in Canada. Rises in the morning, sets at night. Hulk Hogan talks penis size in sex tape suit. <laughs> Yahoo News. Hulk Hogan trial shocker. I do not have a 10-inch penis. <laughs> that is a shocker. What's, what's, what's the Toronto... I to prove that. What's the Toronto... The retired wrestler was forced to meekly admit in court Tuesday that he exaggerated the size of his manhood. I do not have a 10-inch penis. I do not, seriously. I was in character. I embellished a little bit about the number of women. I was Hulk Hogan. I wasn't at home in my private house. So, yeah, Hulk Hogan has a 10-inch penis, but Terry Bollea does not. (laughs) I think we can all learn from that. Can we? I don't know. I just wanted to get off the subject of Hogan's dick. Let's see how much it weighs. (laughs) (laughs) Let's run a little competition. Who the hell's out there weighing their penis anyway? (laughs) (laughs) How would you do it? Not in the kitchen scales, surely. It's a good food preparation area. Would you put it on those scales where you have to balance it with the weight on the other side? Yeah, you'd have to put other things. You have to put like other people's dicks on the other (laughs) side. My dick's heavier than three of my friends. My dick's heavier than my granddad's. <laughs> Claims Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hulk Hogan's granddad's dick, not Terry Bollea's. <laughs> That's a fun game, isn't it, for the family at Christmas, if you're bored? <laughs> yeah, who's got the heaviest dick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nan, get in here. <laughs> We're playing who's got the heaviest dick. <laughs> You can judge. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! 
the quick cut to Carl Weathers saying no when told about the mission to go back for JJ and Fraker. Carl Weathers tells us that in 30 days he's out, he's a civilian, he's retiring. Yep. I was worried for Carl when I heard that. Yeah, it's a classic though, isn't it? Yeah. Hogan knows him too well though. He says, you owe me for Kuwait. And Carl Weathers says, yeah, well, what about Granada? Uh, Grenada. Grenada. Yeah, I love that. I love it when they do that, where they just name places that they've been before and done stuff that we don't even ever find out about. Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. I think I've got that movie now. I think that was The Killer Elite. Oh, was it? Is that the one? Yeah. Yeah, I got given it. So uh, I've got that film now, now where we get the classic... Puerto Rico. Didn't you watch The Expendables 4? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> what a shit show, man. <laughs> it's like a cartoon. Everything's fuck. Oh, it's terrible, man. I saw someone says The Expendables is the perfect example of diminishing returns, and I watched the first one and didn't think it was that good, so... No, that's what I'm, I said that. I said it's a disappointing end to a fucking sequel that was like a franchise that was never actually that good. Yeah, even the first one wasn't great. It just had a load of 80s people, but they could have done that better, I thought, to be honest. Yeah, I thought the second one. second one's the best one. We, we're still, in, um, by the way, we are still going to complete our Expendables uh, from Adam, Adam Hughes, who re- requested that we cover the Expendables about two years ago. <laughs> and by complete, he means start. <laughs> yeah, he means the entire, the entire franchise before the fourth one comes out. Um, classic, classic BMC there with our timing. That we will get to that perhaps before the eighth one comes out. Yeah, in fairness to Ken, it's never been Ken that's held that up. It's me simply not wanting to watch them. So, yeah, thank you very much. That's very kind of you to say. I've got my notes written for the first three. Unfortunately, um, for the fourth one, uh, I was punching myself in the face <laughs> throughout it. So I haven't made any notes on that one. Yeah, but um. Yeah, but apart from Megan Fox's nips at the end. I'm just going to close the tab on my internet that says Hulk Hogan dick size. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and you get to work and just reopen the history. <laughs> <laughs> Hulk Hogan dick size and weight. <laughs> it's like, it was research at the weekend, it's fine. <laughs> What's that got to do with your undercover work in the Kremlin? <laughs> God damn it, Vladimir, just leave me alone. It's my own time. <laughs> Shannon Tweed asks uh, Carl Weathers how much capital he'll need to start up his own business because he was on about once he retires, he wants to go into like security or something. I think he was saying, of course teaching. He does. they all do, don't they? It's the standard thing. Yeah. So she says, how much is it going to cost? Because the, the Russian government's offering 20% reward for the recovery of the diamonds. So Carl Weathers is in. He's in, but he does say it's not because of the money. Which, uh, you know, although he was out until the money was mentioned. (laughs) Yes. We've got another caption. Special Operations Command Center. Nice. Ransom video showing of the gymnastics girl from the the American team asking for the release of Billy Drago. If not, they're all going to be killed. Captain Kreese gives us the lowdown on Devil's Island being impenetrable. It's surrounded by shark-infested waters. And with that information, all the people around the, the table say it's we're going to just exchange uh, Billy Drago for the gymnastics team because he's he's just a drug dealer. As soon as we get rid of him, we'll just be filled up with another one, so it's fine. 
I like the fact that um, one of them is actually like, like, look, let's just release him. These are gymnasts, for God's sake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like uh, Jim Carter. I've written never, Jim Carter. You never, never underestimate the, the use of a gymnast to the yeah. government. And that's, uh, that's unfortunately, uh, sometimes the bad guys get hold of that info and they know exactly who to target. And if they capture gymnasts, they know the government will do anything to get them back. I mean, if these kids practice Jim Carter instead, they wouldn't need a fucking saving, would they? Yeah, they do fuck all gymnastics, don't they? I don't yeah, I thought when the water came in, they'd be spider monkeying up the, the cage. I but thought nope. they'd be doing a little bit of using their, their special skills, but uh, they don't do shit. No. Uh, meanwhile, Hogan's training Shannon Tweed how to crush a coconut for some fucking reason. That never comes back into play. I'm telling you, though, I reckon Shannon Tweed could crush a fucking coconut if she wanted to. I bet she has in the past. Anytime she can crush my coconut whenever she bloody wants to. How about that, Shannon Tweed? Answer my letters. Carl Weathers, he doesn't want to do it. He's also fucking point and uses a machete to cut one in half instead, which is fair enough. It's actually more impressive, to be honest, because he throws it in the air and then just chops it straight in half. It's not quite good. Yeah. But, and also probably more useful, because if you are captured by by, uh, by anybody, really, I'm going to say, um, they're not gonna, you're not going to be relying on crushing a coconut with your hand in order to escape. But wielding a machete, you, you'd be probably better suited, wouldn't you? A helicopter turns up. I like how Carl Weathers and Hulk Hogan look at each other and narrow their eyes because they know that sound. <laughs> And I like the fact that they do that f- instead of taking cover. Yes. <laughs> they just stare at each other for about four seconds instead of running away or hiding. And uh, they only do that when they open fire on them. Yes. Luckily, they hit the deck. I don't know I don't know if you're aware, but a helicopter is not necessarily a stealth vehicle. No, I, I believe I believe you. In, in many films, they are classed as that, where they suddenly just appear over a hill and nobody's noticed it's there at all because you can't hear it until it's invisible. Mm. Yeah, but they do notice it and they still don't do anything until it's visible. Excellent work, Special Forces. Anyway, let's split up. Go, 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 go! I like how Hogan's like, I'll draw their fire. And when Weathers and Tweed like run off, the, it just follows them. <laughs> That's because Hogan just stands still. <laughs> I'm sure they're fired just by not doing anything. Yeah, they they drop they drop men on the ground, don't they? Yeah, Carl Weathers from above again. Carl Weathers from above. I've written that again with a wire noose, and then I've written Shannon Tweed from below. Every man's dream. She th- throwing knife is it? No, she got a bloody blow dart. Oh God! She's learned from the best. She's uh, she's having a go on Hogan's blow dart. Didn't inhale though, like Hogan. Nobody inhales Hogan's blowpipe. That was in the court documents. <laughs> you don't live to tell that tale. Uh, Hogan the takes someone out. Oh, go on. Hogan, he takes a guy out and then just runs through his own front door in slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> just smashes through his door. <laughs> his door's shut, and he just runs through it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I put love that bit. Hogan's slappy hands is what I've put. Yeah, he does. Yeah, it's a little bit more cigar for you. Yeah. Yeah. And then he just runs through his closed door. Shirtless Carl Weathers takes a one more He's out. He's had enough, and the chief. He's had enough. Off with his shirt. Let's do this. Hogan then blows a helicopter up with a bazooka that he yeah, gets from his. Out, yeah, just pops outside with a bazooka that he's got. 
Chris turns up as Hogan and the crew are leaving. They're packing up. They're getting ready to for the mission. Yeah. This yeah, is later, so, by the way. This is this, uh, the ma- the main man, Chris. He tells them that they are delivering Drago to Fraker unless Hogan gets there first. Yeah, he does all that, doesn't he? And um, and and says basically, um, he's now one of them again because he's realised that sometimes you've got to go above and beyond. Yeah. And um, he tells them all that if they if they go over there, he's got fuck all to do with anyone else, and you know, do what you want, but you've got no backing from us. And at fifty nine minutes, we get the mention of the title of the film. We do indeed, Shadow Warriors. Yeah, he shows them the tape, doesn't he, of the girl? And Hogan says, why the about face, Andy? Andy Powers. Andy Powers. <laughs> what about your politics? And Kreese says, I choked on them. And then they shake hands and Hogan says, yes. welcome home, brother. Captain Carl Weathers then says, beware of what you wish for. I think that's not the, that's not the saying, though, is it? No. You don't beware of it. You're just careful. Careful, careful. what you wish for. You don't beware of what you... Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah, but he does say that. And I just put, ah, it ruins that for me. And as he leaves, Kree says, you have 30 hours before he starts killing hostages. And Hogan says, I've fucking slept longer than that. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what well, we're already on our way now? So, you know, that doesn't really matter, does it? It's not going to take us <laughs> yeah, 30 we're hours. We're literally about to leave, so I don't know why you're telling us that. They drop Drago off and tell him he's flying to Devil's Island as part of Fraker's demands. Creeks is going with him. Seems mental to go alone, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's only a two-man plane, isn't it? That's true. Uh, a boat turns up to throw food into the water for the sharks off the coast of Devil's Island, and this is to distract the sharks so that Hogan and his crew can swim undisturbed. He's got the brothers back with Good. him as well. It's a full crew. You've got Tweed, you've got... Weathers, you've got Hogan, and you've got the two Southern fucks. They're there, they're ready. And Crease is already in there. He lands with Drago after he gets shown a hostage. Billy Blanks just lifts the kid over his head. Uh, Hogan and the team, they make it inside, swimming into the dungeon or whatever the hell they are. <laughs> we suddenly get, like, there's only one hour left on the clock. It was a fucking 30 hours, like, about three minutes ago. So how long has it taken him for him to get there? 29 hours, by the, by the count. Only, it's only a small plane, isn't it? So it couldn't have been that far away, but yeah. Yeah, but now they've only got one hour left on the clock. Um, we cut to the underwater swimmers because they've got the little uh, fucking underwater sleds or whatever they're called. Um, and they seem to be making submarine noises. <laughs> what, the radar? I don't know why. Yeah, they should go, bing, <laughs> bing. And we think, why are they making that noise? They're like, they're just in a scuba gear. Who's yeah. doing that? And I thought one of the, the team, they're going to take the thing off and it was going to be that guy from Police, Police Academy. Academy. I thought you were yeah, going to say I thought, that. I thought it was going to be him. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, aha! <laughs> yeah, give the game away and they all get shot. As they, they get in there, I don't know where they are. Like, I said, hey, it's got a dungeon this fort. Yeah, I don't know where they are either. I just thought they are in a fucking cave or something. I don't know. They get up anyway, and it's silent takeouts by Hogan. He's planting bombs along the way. Getting Isn't his up. hair? Isn't his hair absolutely beautiful as soon as they take off their scuba gear? Yeah, it's like they've never like, got wet. Yeah. As soon as Kreese drops Drago off, Drago backhands him. I, I do like the fact that they do have a kind of a power struggle, don't they, between Drago and um, Fraker. Because mm. he's saying... No way, mate. You're not getting to see an ostrich. And uh, he says, show them a goddamn ostrich. 
or something like that. I don't know. I wasn't really I, listening. I think it was there. Ostrich, yeah. I, I think it definitely uh, what happens is Crease, uh, corporate Crease, he wants to see an ostrich. Frake is saying, no way. And Drago's saying, show him a goddamn ostrich uh, so we can land this plane. To be fair, right, Crease hasn't really got a lot to go on there. If he says, if he says, if I don't see an ostrich, I'm going to shoot you, then he will plummet to earth and die in a plane crash. Yeah. Because Drago's flying the plane. They never use that leverage. Yeah. Shame on Drago. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, he does. So Billy Drago, he goes and gets, uh, no, sorry, Billy Blanks. He goes and gets an ostrich and he holds it over his head, which I, I really laughed at. I laughed at that scene. It's not really an ostrich, obviously. It's a hostage. But he picks her up and just holds her over his head. <laughs> yeah, for ages. <laughs> yeah. Impressive. Yeah, it is. You know, but she's a gymnast. She's probably balancing for him. And um, and he's a strong guy. So, nice one. Yeah, and that's enough. And they land. Drago backhands him as soon as they get out of the plane. That's <laughs> a long walk to suddenly spin and backhand him, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is funny when he does that. And he says, put him with the ostriches. Yeah. And Freyko, he keeps one girl. He says, never leave home without an ostrich. <laughs> a beautiful one as well, doesn't he? Uh, Billy Blanks, he's taking Crease to the cells when seals attack. Uh, one of the, <laughs> It's one of the brothers. He takes Blanks out. He asks Hogan if he wants to take he wants to take Blanks out now. And Hogan says, no, he'll handle it himself. And waves them away. And we get Blanks versus Hogan. Yes, what a fight this is. This fight now lasts until the end of the film. It does. It just every we cut away, and every time we cut back, it's blanks doing a round the house kick to Hogan. Yeah, they're still having that fight. This is like about a big twenty-five minute fight, isn't it, between these two? Yeah, and it's like every time you cut back, blanks is beating Hogan up. Hogan don't really get that much offense in. Of course he doesn't. He's not got the speed, has he? He's not got the speed of blanks. Meanwhile, Shannon. So, so basically, this film splits now. So, and it's it's, yeah, that, it's like that's one bit. Yeah, yeah. It's like back and forth. So you've got Hogan and Blanks is one arc that we're watching. You've got one of the brothers and Shannon Tweed and Carl Weathers trying to get the hostages out, and then the other brother and Crease, who's just been released, they go off to have a, a gunfight with everyone else in the fort. Yes, that's right. That's that's where we are. That's where we're at at the minute. It's a triple threat. We've got Carl Weathers about to shoot one of the guys, but Shannon Tweed decides it would be best if she stripped down to her underwear again and uh, confused the guy by just being sexy and like totally misplaced in this fortress. Yeah, he spots her and immediately guns her down. <laughs> well, no, because she's acting sexy. Oh. So he's instantly uh, thinking, hello, this is sex right now. But unfortunately, <laughs> she... Uh, That's exactly she, what he thinks. She kicks him in the dick before it's got even time to twitch. So he's he's out. He's out. He's fallen for the oldest trick in the book, Shannon Tweed's tit attack. Yeah. He's out. He's out for the count. That's it. So much quieter than Carl Weathers shooting him dead. And yeah. we get to see Shannon Tweed in her underwear again. Hogan and Blanks, they're still going. They're sort of slowly yeah, battling up to the roof. Fight, yeah, and then fuck it, we'll cut back to that again in a bit. You got Crease and one of the brothers. They're in the in the fight with Fraker and his men in the courtyard. Yeah, they're machine gunning each other and you know doing all that business. This is when the the timer goes out and blows up and starts filling with water. It was attached to like a pipe, wasn't it? 
Yeah, well, they, they blew they blew the door, didn't they? Carl well, they Weathers. tried to. Ca- Cap- yeah. Captain Captain Carl Weathers threw a peephole. It's the last thing you're thinking is going to happen, but he's peeping through a little hole in the door, saying, "I'm." Captain Carl Weathers and I'm coming to save you, sons of bitches. They're all like, "Yay, Carl Weathers!" And uh, he blows the door up, and nothing happens, and everyone's disappointed. And then their pipe explodes, and all the water starts pouring in, and they're all going to drown because it's an elaborately plotted it's trap. Like sore, isn't of, it? <laughs> instead of just killing the fuckers. Uh, yeah. So yeah, and then we cut back. Uh, Hogan and Billy Blanks still having a fight. Then we cut back to the door again. Uh, then we cut back to Hogan. Hogan from below at this point. Billy yeah. Blanks is running across a rooftop. Bloody Hulk Hogan is underneath the roof, poking his hand through some holes, tripping him over. Yeah, like Shackmar through the door, isn't it? Little yeah. hands. <laughs> it's like that all over again. Yeah. Yeah, and then we cut back again to the door. It's incredible stuff. It really is. Carl Weathers has a great idea for how to actually get into the door. Yes, go on. Trusted minigun. It saved him multiple times. He's going for it again. Yeah, not sure how he's fucking got it there, but he's got it and he's there. Blasts the door to pieces, kills everyone on the other side. Because <laughs> it's a fucking <laughs> minigun. Yeah, they're all dead. All the, yeah. all the gymnasts are dead. The well, at least he got the, the door gymnastics open. for the whole of the world. <laughs> Destroys gymnastics, but everyone's out. Uh, the water spews out the door and saves them all from drowning. Uh, they're fighting on the roof, Carl, um, Hogan and Blanks, and someone throws a grenade. They do, yeah. They look at each other and think, fucking grenade. Run together, dive off the roof together, sit up together, look at each other, and recommence their fight. Yeah. Event- and this is when Hogan gets the upper hand for the first time. Somehow, yeah, I'm still not sure how he does it, but he does. No, because he gets the shit beaten out of him for the whole rest of the fight. You would, assume, now. you would naturally assume that stamina would be on Billy Blanks' side as well. You don't think Hogan's not built for like prolonged combat, but he does. Somehow he wins, throws Billy Blanks off a ledge, and, and somehow so close, but misses all the water that's surrounding the island, and... Uh, Appears dead. <laughs> just appears dead on a ledge. It's just like half hanging off the ledge, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? He's so close, wasn't he, to just falling in water. Just not near enough Billy Blanks in this for me. No, I know. It's very it's uh it's not not, not enough usage of the blanks. As soon as he turns up, you're like, Yes, here we go. The fight scenes are all of a sudden exciting to watch. I tell you what though, if if Hogan had shot blanks, then uh, they wouldn't have had that court case, would they? <laughs> uh, Drago and Fraker they get in the plane they're trying to escape they've got that yeah, little kid hostage t- with they them they take the ostrich with them uh, one of the brothers and Tweed they're sort of using a torch to open the I don't know where they got that from but they've got a blow torch no. to get the door open yeah you'd think they didn't take that with them they were underwater so it's fucking useless after that isn't it the other is blowing the whole place up by detonating the explosives from earlier I'm not sure why he's doing yeah. that. He's not killing Hogan, anyone, is he? Hogan's decided to chase the plane in a boat, which yeah. can't possibly go wrong at all, because that's the best way to catch a plane, is to follow them in a boat. Yeah, it's like the hard ticket to Hawaii method of catching things, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, unfortunately it does work, but later. You get the chief, the captain. Captain Carl Weathers at this point picks a grown man up 
and breaks his back over his knee. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love that bit. <laughs> it just snaps him in half over his own <laughs> knee. You just think, God, Chief, love yes. it. <laughs> he also he goes onto the roof, doesn't he, and sees there's like crates, and he's like, I wonder what's in here. Bazooka, he as it turns out. Of course he does. Meanwhile, Hulk Hogan is throwing a grappling hook at the plane <laughs> from his boat. <laughs> you know all these boats have grappling hooks in them. Well, of course they do. And of, and of course he hits it first time. And that stops the plane from taking off. And uh, Fraker gives us a bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, Carl Weathers is exploding things with a bazooka. He's just blowing up everyone. Yeah, he's just destroying everything. He don't even care what's what's getting damaged now. Fraker's looking for Hogan. Bloody Hogan from below. Here he is. Trips him over. Fights. Yeah, he falls onto the boat. He gets out of the plane, doesn't he, to have a look for him with a gun, and Hogan knocks it out of his hands. Yeah. They fall into the boat, and they have a fight. And they have a little fight. Billy Drago picks the gun up as they're fighting, has the little girl hostage, trying to shoot Hogan. Hogan looks round. The little girl elbows Drago. I can't believe he's fallen for that, to be honest, with Drago, with his uh, bad guy quality. He's fallen for an elbow to the gut. Fraker behind him. ostrich, of all things. I think he's got, like, the rope from the anchor, or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Round his neck, trying to choke him out. Hogan picks up a fire extinguisher and smashes him in the face with it. He falls in the the water. That's the end for him, isn't it? Yeah, fire extinguisher to the face. Job done. Falls in the water, is instantly eaten by sharks. <laughs> by a shark frenzy. He had no grenades to shove in their mouths and punch him in the face. Too many, you see. He didn't have a fire extinguisher because Hogan throws that in after him, which I thought he was going to shoot and then explode, but he didn't. There we go. Fraker, shark attack, dead. Drago says Fraker was a fool and offers to pay Hogan anything he wants. And Hogan says, save your money. You're going back to jail. Get in the plane. Carl Weathers and Kreese, they round up the rest of the bad guys. Uh, Shannon Tweed leads the hostages out into the open. They all laugh and high-five when they see Hogan in the plane. Hogan gives the big thumbs up. Yeah, and no one can see him because he's in a fucking plane and they're not. He does like the, the ear clasp like he does when he's in the in the ring. <laughs> 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 Later on, they're all in their uniforms, they're white. Hogan yeah, looks yeah, fucking we're ridiculous. We're in the epilogue now, aren't we? Epilogue, they do all look ridiculous, yeah. Hogan, especially, with his hair flowing out the back. Yeah, and um, it's like a plane, isn't it? They're taking off the um, the coffin. Yeah. And that's JJ. So where the hell they've got his corpse from, we don't know. I know, why would it be on Devil's Island? They didn't I- even go back. They didn't even go back to Devil's Island. They were like they weren't there in the first place. So that was that's been flown over from San Domenico or wherever the hell we pretended we were. San Domenico. Like, yeah, so his body's just been laid by a swimming pool for however long we've been at Devil's <laughs> Island. Yeah. And then they've brought it back so they can salute it. Did they get the diamonds? Oh, I don't, I don't know at all. Not a clue. Because they didn't go back. When we go through each of them as well, you said Hogan looks ridiculous in his white naval uniform. But he, Captain Carl Weathers, looks like a milkman. (laughs) Like a bloody milkman from America. Hulk Hogan looks like a fucking male stripper with his hair. (laughs) Surprised he hasn't cut the fucking (laughs) sleeves off it. (laughs) The only one that looks good is Captain Crease. 
I think that's at the start of the second one where he just rips his sleeves off. Carl Weathers looks like a milkman. <laughs> he does. <laughs> He's got a different hat on to everybody else as well. They've all got like a big naval crest on the front of their Yeah, hat. he's got like the, the ice he's cream server's got, hat, hasn't yeah, he? He's just got <laughs> milk written on it. <laughs> it's, it's fucking embarrassing for him. <laughs> a naval milkman. They have them. <laughs> First class. <laughs> well, they've got to be delivered, haven't they? You know. That's milk. Brilliant. And then they say, right, let's all go. Let's all go and be uh, a secure unit. Well, they all shoot the shit about tarot cards again and superstitions and bones in fucking whatever. Bones up your ass. And then one bloke says somebody who had a three-legged dog. And everyone's like, what the fuck are you on about? I like Hogan's sad acting as well, where he salutes the body of JJ and and he's like, you're back home, rest in peace. It's like, shut up, Hogan. I like the fact that he says, and salute, like all the others wouldn't know what to do, even though one of them's his commanding officer. Yeah, one of them outranks them all. Yeah, (laughs) but he's telling him to salute the dead fucking rotted corpse of JJ that he left behind. Yeah. Carl Weathers asks Hogan if he's going to join the team. He's He's setting up with all of the other guys. They get sent stuff that's too hot to handle for the government. They all take yeah, off their because, badges. Because Captain Andy Powers is going to send that their way. They all take off their badges. They say, out with the old, in with the new. Garweathers just says milk on his. <laughs> Res- we get a Reservoir Dog-style slow-mo walk away, but not as cool, because Hogan's at the front with his air billowing out the back. Carl Weathers <laughs> with his with his carrier full of milk. Milk <laughs> bottles. <his> milk. <laughs> He's on the milk float behind him. <laughs> Five mile an hour. <laughs> Did you hear the voiceover at the end? That's weird, isn't it? Oh, I don't know if I actually turned it off. What was it? As they're walking and the credits are rolling, there's just some random voiceover that says, Shadow Warriors, now and forever. Oh, I thought that was just them saying it. No, some fucking random voiceover guy says it as the credits are rolling. Anyway, credits roll. We see all the milkmen going about their rounds and... <laughs> Carl Weathers nodding, giving us a thumbs up at the end of... Uh... Very rocky too. And uh, yeah, that's the end. End of the film. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! So what did you think to it then, Ken? I really enjoyed it. It was absolute fucking nonsense. Oh man, this is a typical TV movie action film. Yeah, brilliant. It's A-team level violence. Um, Except, I don't know, except perhaps... No blood. No, it's not really, is it? You don't really see anyone die, though, do you? Well, you do get to see that guy get broken over the knee of Captain yeah, Carl Weathers, true. which I really did enjoy. I thought it was totally unnecessary for the level of violence we've seen before, but yeah. really, really good to watch. Besides that, it's sort of A-team level, isn't it? Things blowing up and people flying out the... Yeah, you know. I mean, the coach the coach of the gymnastics team, he got shot in the face for his trouble, but we didn't actually see it. He actually looked like he was going to survive that as well to begin with when he fell on the floor because he wasn't instantly dead. Yeah, he just wasn't not. in it again. I just thought, ah, no, that'll do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's a, a team level violence. Uh, no real bad language made for TV, but God, it was ridiculous fun. I couldn't believe for a TV movie that the, the cast that they got for this. Yeah, brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah. Drago, Blanks, Hogan, Carl Weathers. 
Who else have we got? And uh, Martin Cove, of course. Yeah. So and of course, Miss Shannon Tweed, who who did a good job in it. To be honest, I thought like she didn't, she wasn't the worst in it. She, like her acting and stuff. Far no, from it. I mean, the Russian Russian accent was shit. Yeah, and then he went off the rails with the Russian accent. But once she got rid of that, she was she was fine. She was, she yeah, was decent. I was waiting for that. I was thinking, surely she's not going to keep that Russian accent shit up. No. And yeah, it turns out worst actor in it yet again, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it was funny because I, I, I said to someone that we were covering this, which was a Hulk Hogan film, and they were absolutely gobsmacked that this is like the third time we've covered Hulk Hogan. I think <laughs> the third time we've covered Hulk Hogan, and we still haven't covered a single film anyone's heard of that he's been in. <laughs> <laughs> That's the beauty of what we do, you see, isn't it? <laughs> it's like you don't, you, we're not going to do the what we expect. They're on the list, of course they are. Yeah, we would be, we would be hugely remiss if they weren't already on our list. But we're going through it in a certain, I was going to say, with a certain like deliberation, but it's not deliberate. We'll get to them when we can. No, I think most likely the next Hogan one we would have done would have been something that people have heard of, but because this had Carl Weathers in and Hulk Hogan, we had to cover and, it for Carl's birthday. And to be fair, it's a Carl Weathers film. He saves everything. He yeah. saves the bloody hostages. He's the one with the bazooka. He's saving everything. Hogan's fighting Billy Blanks for 25 minutes. Only He's asleep Billy for 36 hours. <laughs> exactly. Carl Weathers don't sleep. No. No, so it's it's a Carl Weathers film for me. This everything that Carl Weathers does makes more impact than anything that Hulk Hogan does. Yeah, and that's all the way through it. He finds the hostages. He rescues the hostages. He kills everybody else except for whoever it is Hogan kills at the end. So yeah, so except for Fraker, Carl Weathers kills everybody in this film. It's all him. Hogan's fucking useless. Hogan gets more people killed than he actually saves. <laughs> so Carl Weathers, it's his film. You get him from above twice, once on a truck, once in a tree. You don't get that. You don't get that very often. No. Exactly. It's a Carl Weathers film for me, this. Carl Weathers ever played a bad guy? Don't be stupid. I suppose he's a bad guy sort of in Rocky, but not by the end, is he? It's a character arc, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wouldn't even say... I don't know if he is a bad guy in Rocky. No, not really. Even by the end of the I film. I think he's playing a character in the film of Rocky as well as playing a character in the film of Rocky. I mm. think that makes sense. That does make sense, yeah. He may double-cross uh, Dutch in Predator, but he comes through at the end, you see. So mm. it's only to get the job done because he's been pressured by other people. So it's all kind of, it's never him as a bad guy. I'm sure we'll get letters. He may do bad things, but that's a Seagal reference, isn't it? Dear Bad Movie Cult, when oh when will you realise that Carl Weathers was a bad guy in Star Trek episode... Fuck knows. <laughs> Something like that, probably. I remember that. I remember the Fuck Knows uh, series. <laughs> yeah, the the alien race. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's a sequel to this. Yeah, isn't there? Apparently so. Uh, let's have a What's look. What's it called? I'm going to have a look now. I'll tell you what it's called. Assault on Death Mountain. 
fuck off. Is that what it's called? Yes, it is. Ugh. God damn it, that sounds bad, doesn't it? Um, look, it sounds more like there should be some like three ninjas attacking it, to be honest. But I mean, he is in one of the three ninjas, isn't he? Hogan is. Yeah. And that one, it says, Pals, Mike, Roy, Hunter, and Derek, <laughs> all ex-military, are now a bounty hunter team that also helps people in need. See? It's the A-team, full circle. Mm-hmm. Who the hell are Hunter and Derek? Hunter is Shannon Tweed's character. Oh, yes. Derek is one of the brothers, I believe. Yes. Of course she is. She's called Hunter Wiley. So there you go. That's the uh, that's the sequel. Yeah. Can't wait to cover that. <laughs> well, we've got a year, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. And surely we There's can... no rush on it. Yeah, we, we were going to cover something else for Carl Weathers' birthday, but we couldn't find, couldn't find it anywhere, could we? No. We'll not tell you what it is, because we'll get to it one day. We had to settle for this, so hopefully by next year we'd have found a, a copy of it. Yeah, but what a treat you've got. Yeah, I mean, in by no stead. point. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you've got this instead, and it's not a bad one at all. It is, but uh, hopefully <laughs> it's it's been a, a decent listen anyway. <laughs> I liked it. I liked this one. I thought it was funny. Yeah, I mean, it's rubbish, isn't it? Uh, the, the whole oh, Kogan yeah. character. Oh, 100%. The whole Kogan character. This was written... By a Steven Seagal fan, his character of Mike McBride. I think, yeah, yeah, it's it's very possible it was. Yeah, we can't do Eastern because that's Seagal, so he's going to be obsessed with African fucking culture, but none of it goes into anything he does. And we won't actually mention it. Yeah, I mean, he she won't just ever talk about it. Yeah, well, I mean, he kind of does a little bit to Shannon Tweed, but none of it's in in practice. Yeah, I don't think any of it's relevant to who he is or what he does. Exactly, and like all the stuff with the scar on the back, unless I missed it, that's never brought up again or mentioned even what the scar is and why it's so important, you know. Um, yeah, Roy Brown, terrible character name for him, but <laughs> best thing in the film. Andy Powers, even worse character name. Yeah, Mike McBride. Hunter Wiley's probably the best name, and uh, you don't even get to know that that is her name. No, I liked the Cregan. I thought that was a good name. I don't think he was called the Cregan. I think you're calling him the Cregan <laughs> due to the Kurgan. Yes. I think he was just called Cregan. I, I actually wrote it... his name down. Where did I write his name down? Crager. So I didn't even write his name down properly. So. Well, that's no fucking surprise with you after fucking <laughs> Santa and the Martians. <laughs> yeah, mine made more sense. <laughs> So is this going in the bad movie court then, Ken? Yes or no? Uh, yes. Yes, it is, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but a damn fun ride. Yep, uh, I agree. So, Shadow Warriors. I don't know, with this title, I'm surprised it did get in. Shadow Warriors, Assault on Devil's <laughs> Island. Welcome to the bad movie court. Hulk Hogan. This has got to be his, what, third time in? Is this the most anyone's been in so far? It's got to be. Ooh, I don't know. We'll have to look back, but it's it's a good record. Maybe Seagal. I don't know if we put... I don't think we were doing it back with some of the early Seagals, though, were we? So it must be Hogan. Yes, let, let's let's induct Hogan as a three-time entrant. First-time entrant for Carl Weather. I don't know if we inducted Action Jackson, did we? That wasn't a bad film, though, was it? No. That's not in the bad movie cult. No, so first-time entrant for Carl Weathers. So it's the first time, first time the Chief's in, but he's the best thing of it. Yeah. 
as a saving grace. How about that? Absolutely. And he was an honorary member anyway. He's practically the third host of this this podcast, whether he likes it or knows about it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope he doesn't know about it. Let's hope he never finds out. <laughs> Could be <laughs> putting some sort of restraining order on us, no doubt. Yeah, or, or worse. And we know what that means. <laughs> so is that it? Are we done? I think we are, unless you've got a pitch ready. I, I do not know. Good. In that case, we'll call it. We'll call it there. And whatever we've got next, I've got one hell of a pitch. Excellent. Well, until that day comes, we'll leave you wanting more and say thank you for listening to this episode of the Bad Movie Cult. You can find us on all social media. Just search Bad Movie Cult Podcast. We're on Facebook. We've got a, a group on there. Join us on there. We discuss films. People. Everyone gets stuck in and has a good laugh. Apparently. So yeah. <laughs> allegedly your honor yeah allegedly so yeah join that if you want like comment subscribe let people know about it Uh, we had an amazing year last year where we just smashed every record we had the year before thank you very much keep it going keep reviewing keep telling people about it and keep listening what do you think Ken? above all keep listening obviously i mean if if you don't like us you still keep listening because maybe we'll get better (laughs) <laughs> no promise but maybe we will oh, I just throw the maybe and obviously yeah okay we'll get better starting next week <laughs> yeah and we're going to say that at the end of every episode for you so uh, <laughs> don't you worry it's definitely on radar yeah <laughs> no no we did we had a, we had a great year we had a great year to uh, 2023 um, we did we hit everything that we wanted to do uh, we achieved it we went past it and it's just because of people listening and sharing what we're doing. And we get loads of people that suddenly find us. And when they find us, they listen to a few of the back, uh, back episodes as well. And so they go back through what we've done. I know we reference it a lot. And it's probably annoying to people who don't know what we're talking about. But uh, yeah, we're going to keep doing it. So listen to everything. If you listen to everything, exactly. you'll catch up. And a new thing this year I think we, we, we want people to do is if, if you're going to leave us a star rating or a review... Instead of leaving us a review, because no one really cares about that shit, why don't you, in the comments, put the, what's the worst film you've ever seen and why? And maybe we'll cover it if we like the, what you've written. How about that, Ken? What do you think of that? I like the sound of it. We could yes. do with a few more hundred films on the list of stuff to cover, <laughs> couldn't we? <laughs> exactly. Excellent. So we'll see you yeah. all next week. Thank you very much, Ken, for bringing this film to the table. <laughs> Thank you very much. And uh, happy birthday to the Chief. Happy birthday, Carl Weathers. Captain Carl Weathers, very happy birthday to you. 76 years old, still going strong, still looking the same. God bless the Chief. Hulk Hogan's got a massive dick.